It's time to accelerate. Hey friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 641 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record. And since it's Friday, it's time for another episode of Frontline Friday with my very special co-host, Bridget Gleason. Today, Bridget and I are going to jump into how to have the right sales mindset. Actually, I've boiled down what I believe are the four key attributes of a great sales mindset into a simple acronym. And that acronym is GEAR, like the gears in a car. It's G-E-A-R. And as an also, gear up your mindset. So if you want to find out what this stands for, what the G, the E, the A, and the R stand for, well, stick around. Bridget and I will discuss these just for you. If you'd like to see the show notes for this episode, go to andypaul.com forward slash 641. Now, I've been mentoring and training sales professionals for years now, and I believe one of the most important elements to career success is making sure that you align yourself with a company that values their customers and has a product or portfolios that can compete with anyone in the market. And that's why if you're a top performer in your current role and you're looking for a fresh challenge to take your sales career to the next level, then perhaps CenturyLink should be at the top of your list because with its recent acquisition of Level 3, the new CenturyLink truly is a world leader in providing cloud security, real-time communications, and managed services. So if you want the excitement, challenge, and rewards that come from selling industry-leading services into the enterprise, then visit CenturyLink.com forward slash accelerate and join their talent community. That's CenturyLink.com forward slash accelerate. And once you join, a member of their team will reach out and connect and see if a career at CenturyLink is the right step for you. All right, let's start up with Frontline Friday. Hey there, welcome to Frontline Fridays, part of the Accelerate podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. Joining me, as always, my very special friend, Bridget Gleason. Andy Paul. I was going to do a drum roll. How are you? I know. We need to start. We need to uh, shake it up a bit. Yeah. Andy, how are you? I'm fantastic. Good. See? Okay, great. Captain Fantastic see, 2. That, that's what we, <laughs> that's what we, that almost sounds like a sequel. Uh, I know. <laughs> but that's what we talked about last time is moods are contagious. That's right. So when you're fantastic, I'm fantastic. When you're not fantastic, I'm not fantastic. Things are bad. Yeah. Things are bad. Well, luckily, I, as I've said before, I am fortunate in that most of the time I wake up happy, go to bed happy. It's, I'm, I'm, I feel very thankful that that's sort of my internal. Oh. Uh, I thought, Constitution. I thought you just had better drugs than the rest of us. Yeah, no, thankfully I haven't had to. I haven't even had to. I haven't even had to take drugs for that. So that's perfect. Good. Things are fantastic, and we're not encouraging any of our listeners to. No, we're not encouraging drugs at all. Nope. So, uh, though I have, I've, I'm sort of fixated on old fashions recently, but uh, that's my 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 drug of choice. That's all right. Yeah, we. So we're off. My wife and I are in the endless quest for the perfect old-fashioned. So, uh, anyway, hey, today I thought, other than talking about old-fashioned, is talk about mindset. And mindset. Mindset right. for sales. And, yeah, been giving a lot of thought about this. I've been doing a bunch of talks recently, you know, sales kickoff meetings uh, early in the year. And it's one of the topics companies want to hear about, sales teams want to hear about. And... I, I came up with this 
new acronym that I think you know, you know acronyms make it easy to remember. Uh, acronym for sales mindset. And I thought let's let's talk about this briefly here today in our episode. Okay. So so love to get your feedback on it. So the acronym is, and I call it gear up your mindset. The acronym is gear G E A R. And so the G, these are sort of four, I can sort of four sort of key mindsets you need to have in, in sales. One is you need to have a, a giving mindset, you know, give to get. We'll talk into that. Uh, in E, you need to have an entrepreneurial mindset. A is you have to have an adaptable mindset. And R is you have to have the mindset for reinvention. Love it. Well, all right, friends, thanks for joining us. Okay, we're done. That was fast. All right. So let's go through those. because Yes, let's go through them. I like them. Yeah, so gear up your mindset. So giving. You know, that's, as you know, anybody that's listened to the show for any period of time knows that you know, I believe sales is first and foremost a service profession. We're here to help our buyers, help our customers achieve their objectives and their business and their careers. And so... Yeah, big believer in this idea that you need to be able to give to get. So you need to have a giving mindset as part of your sales mindset. Go ahead. Is there any is there any disagreement there? Like, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, you don't have to yeah, disagree. I, just comments. And, and I like and I like also. I mean, there's give to get, and there's also give to give. You know, there's also just mm-hmm. giving because we're part of this greater community. And I think just having this attitude that I really want to help the other person, whether I get anything or not. Oh, absolutely. And I wasn't talking about give to get in the sense that it's a quid pro quo that you're, you know, yeah. you give something to get something. No, it's you, you just give. And if you give, you will eventually get. Uh, it, it all comes back around. It all comes back. Right. So if anybody hasn't read, and we've had this gentleman on the show before, his name Bob Berg wrote the book, the go giver formula. Hardly recommend people go out and read it, but it's all about this give to get. As yeah, you're not you're, you're not giving with the express intent of receiving something in return for somebody. You're just giving, and the more you give, the more you expand your influence. Yep, yep, like right. it, like it. Okay, so that's G. So E, you need to have an entrepreneurial mindset, and this really sort of cuts two ways. But I mean, you're probably like I am that. Early in our sales career, I had a manager take me aside and says, "Yeah, Andy, this, you know, this territory you have, this set of accounts that you have, it wasn't a geographic territory, but a set of accounts." He said, "You're the CEO of this company. This is your company. You know, you have a a goal to hit, but you know, you put together the plan, how you achieve it. You know, you try to muster the resources, but you know, you run it. This is you." And yeah, that idea of being the CEO of my own little business was always hugely important to me throughout my career. You know, I was in the field or you know managing accounts, uh, even when I was running sales teams, running sales organizations. It it always managed it as hey, it's my business. It's a good mindset. I think we forget that one. As you were talking, I was thinking about different conversations that I've had with people on the team and. I'm always encouraging, almost using the same words that you're saying, because that's how I was taught also. This is this is yours. You own this. You run it. You're the CEO of this. And 
I hear back sometimes, well, I don't have what I need from marketing. Well, I'm not getting the support I need from XYZ. That wasn't any really different from, I, I guess the situation was different, but we were always interdependent. And yet still the admonition to me uh, was always, you run this territory. So, and you're the CEO. So figuring out how do I, how do I influence some of those other things if I need to? Exactly. How do I, that would be one. How do I accept this is what I can expect from these others? And what, what can I do Mm -hmm. to go and make up whatever the Delta? But I, I think the, I, I think the E is very important that you think like an entrepreneur. There's no entrepreneur. There's no business out there that isn't interdependent and doesn't have these constraints and learning how to operate within constraints is a great skill. Yeah. Well, I, I, the words you used, you know, I took those to heart early in my career is, is I, I got in trouble in several instances. I remember, I mean, light trouble, quote unquote trouble is mm. that, you know, I, I took that to heart and I would go in and I'd start influencing, trying to get the resources I needed, you know, to support what I wanted. And suddenly, you know, knock on my door and there's the CEO going, you know, you're not the entire company. Just FYI. I'm not. (laughs) I'm like, what? 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 How come nobody told me that? I didn't know. Yeah. That's, it's like, and because I was very good at, at going and convincing people, inspiring people internally that, hey, I've got this great opportunity, you know, spend time on that and so on. And, and, you know, I just have to, that has to be part of your mindset. I think the other thing about the entrepreneurial mindset too is that, you know, what do entrepreneurs do? You know, what entrepreneurs do is they disrupt oftentimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the status quo. And I, you know, I asked the question, was, and I asked this uh, group I spoke to a couple weeks ago, I said, so what's you know, 175 salespeople? I said, so what, what's the one thing that top producers have in common? And, you know, no one raised their hand. I said, they all break the rules. That's a great, 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 great. Yep. And so that's what entrepreneurs do. Yeah, you know, you'd look at our great innovators in Silicon Valley and other places or even outside Silicon Valley – is they're disrupting markets, they're breaking up, disrupting the status quo. They're breaking the rules that as the way people perceive them. So, as a salesperson, yeah, own your business, break the rules. I mean, not you know, you're not <laughs> not in a illegal sense, but in sense of hey, you may have a sales process or sales methodologies. How do you tailor those to fit your strengths? Right. So that you can optimize your your output and your production. So that's that's what I meant by being entrepreneurial in that regard, breaking the rules. Yeah, wonderful. Love okay, it. all right. So we're on to A, adaptable mindset. And here's the thing, and you, I don't have to tell you, obviously, but for people listening is that nothing is ever as you think it will be. Uh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> and you may be marching down this path thinking that, hey, you know, all my prospects, because they fit an ideal client profile, they are all the same. Hey, they're not. Everyone's unique. Every sales situation will be unique to the person and to the company. And if you're not adaptable, if you're not able to adapt what you do to the unique situation, try to treat every situation the same, 
you're not going to produce at the level you need to. Yeah, definitely. I think in life being adaptable, but certainly in sales it, and if even more so, if you're, I, I think even more so, I've been at startups and small companies most of my career by choice, uh, being adaptable is super critical because the company is still figuring stuff out. Exactly. It's not set in stone. We're still figuring out all these details. It's what I love about it. But it does require a high degree of adaptability um, to be able to sort of navigate not only in a sales cycle, but also just in the company as the company's learning and growing and things are shifting. Yeah, as you said, on both internal, you have to be adaptable mm-hmm. internally as well as externally because, again, no two sales situations are alike. You may mm-hmm. be thinking, oh, this client's just like another client, and then you get halfway through the process and it's like, oh, we're stuck. Well, are you going to fall on your sword by trying to make sure you follow the process? Or are you going to be adaptable and say, what do we need to do differently here to move the customer forward? Right. And I see a lot of people get stuck, and it's just not necessary. So, yeah, we have this this tendency, and this gets back to being entrepreneurial, this tendency sales managers to be a little rigid about, hey, here's our process, here are our methods. Not telling you to... You know, ignore all that, but you got to be adaptable in the face of the situation you're in with the customer. Yeah, you've got to right be able to to read the situation and make a command. Yeah. Make a command decision. You're the boss of your business. You're the boss of your business. It goes right back to that. Absolutely. All right. So the R is having a mindset of reinvention, and to me, this is one of the most important one of the, of the four. Perhaps is that as we talked about nothing's ever used to think it would be. Everything's changing. Everything will always change. So the mm. question is, are you changing with it? And this is this is you know, this is like job one for a salesperson. If you have a career in sales, as opposed to just one job in sales or two jobs in sales, right. is that you have to change. I mean, mm. gosh, sales has changed so much over the last forty years, much as it did the forty years before that. It'll change the forty years following us. Hey. You know, have you reinvented yourself to stay relevant to the changes? Which is, you know, have you learned new, you know, new ways of thinking about sales? Have you learned new methodologies? Have you learned more about your customers? Have you learned about the technologies we're using? I mean, what are you doing to stay ahead of the curve? Yeah, and that's so, Andy. I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, but what what do you suggest to people to help them? To reinvent. What does that look like? What are the steps? Continuous learning. It's not like discrete steps. It's, mm-hmm. it's continuous learning. It's just, it's a loop. Yeah. So a I, cycle. A cycle. So figure that it's like your, your 401k. Mm-hmm. You, know, you set aside X percent of your salary, up to what, 10% of your salary that you can invest in your 401k. Maybe your employer has matching. Well, what percent of your time are you setting aside to read, to listen to podcasts, to watch videos, to go to conferences. You know, are you investing 10% of yourself in that, in your career? Yeah, it's, it's, it's and I think 10% is a good one. 10% is a good amount. And I think also, Andy, the people, salespeople who are, or just people who are curious by nature, right. this uh, process of reinvention will come more easily. Because they're just curious. So that yes. 10% isn't seen as, all right, better go do my 10%. 
it's something that's interesting and energizing and they do, they like to do anyway. So perhaps people who are curious, uh, do it more naturally. And I guess to that, I would say developing curiosity and finding things that you're interested in is a very valuable use of time. Well, and I would, I would even make a suggestion for people listening to this that, you know, saying, well, how do I get started doing this? Is I'll tell you, is here's a way to think about it. You are hopefully setting aside money in your 401k or your IRA program, you know, depending on your employment situation. And if you're doing that, what are you doing? Well, you've made a plan for the future, right? Something to prepare yourself for the future. Well, that's what, that's what reinventing yourself is, right? As we say, set aside 10% of your time, not your work hours, but your time to mm-hmm. reinvent yourself. You're planning for the future. And I, I'd be willing to bet that if you're not, you're not setting aside money for your 401k today, you're probably not setting aside time to reinvent yourself and continually improve yourself for the future. So maybe step one is next opportunity you get, Start investing in your company 401k program, setting aside money, and I'll bet you it'll be easier for you to start this process of setting aside time to become a continuous learner. Yeah, good. Really, really, really good point. And everyone should be putting money in their 401k. If there's any very young people here that uh, aren't never too late doing to, that. Never too late to start. Never too late to start. And actually, you know, the day we're recording this... Um, the interview that came out on on Accelerate podcast, my podcast, um, was about building, you know, financial independence. Love it. Not exactly a sales topic, but it's one we should all be thinking about because but that's an part, important topic. Yeah. Part of the reason we work hard is to mm-hmm. make money, to have some, build some wealth, and have some financial freedom. So, anyway, there we go. Start with your four hundred one k. It'll turn you into a sales learner. All right, Bridget. Andy. It's been fantastic, as always. As always. Until next time. Until next time. And friends, thank you again for spending this time with us. This is part of your 10%, by the way. You get credit if you need that, uh, your ticket stamped or something, just send it to us. We'll validate it for you. Yeah, we should start doing that. (laughs) All right. Talk to you next week. (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye.